ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to People in Politics on this January the 4th, 2021. I apologize for the couple day gap in programming. I had to figure out what I wanted to do for not only this show, but the next series of shows. I, I do this by myself. So I'm the writer, the producer, the editor, and the director and the host. So it's a crew one, so I had to take a couple days off to um, brainstorm some relevant content. Anyway, that's the reason for a couple days in between episodes. Okay, with that out of the way, um... I wanted to talk about something um, that's been on my mind for quite some time, and that is the um, situation with regards to disability rights and people with uh, disabilities in general and their their place in society and their place within the political system more generally. Now, as you would be aware of by now, if you've been listening to the show from the beginning, this is our sixth episode, and thank you all very much for the support. But if you've been listening from the beginning, you will know by now that I'm wheelchair-bound. So naturally, this is an issue which, by pure circumstances, I'm invested in and I care a lot about. So naturally, this is going to be a recurring theme throughout the series for however long it may go. And uh, today, I wanted to um, start by analyzing why it seems so incredibly hard um, to make any substantive progress when it comes to disability rights. I wanted to analyze why that seems to be a problem and also how we can change that. And I'm not going to do my typical uh, thing of three three bullet points, if you will, because that format is getting a little boring for myself and probably for you guys, too. And I, I realize that, and I respect that. Um, so today, it's going to be a, a free-flown discussion, and I'm not going to frame it in any political context, at least immediately, we'll get to that. I just wanted um, to instead frame it in the context of my personal experience, which is almost 20 and a half years. And in my personal experience, and I'm not speaking for everybody in a wheelchair or everybody with some sort of challenge in general. I'm just speaking 
for myself in this instance. Um, but in my experience, progress seems incredibly slow for a few reasons. I think number one, uh, it doesn't really get that much national exposure. Because when you think about it, it doesn't have a big organized national movement such as the NAACP or the National Organization for Women or any of those other um, big national organizations which um, do advocacy work. I mean, there is the National Cerebral Palsy Foundation. Um, there's the National Foundation for Autism, but uh, it's it's highly segregated because each uh, subcategory of challenge has its own advocacy group. There's no real one big conglomerate. I mean, for people who do African-American advocacy, there is no wheelchair-bound African-American group, as far as I'm aware. It's just the African-American group. They're all together. And when I when I say group, of course I mean advocacy group in this instance. Um, and uh, I think because we're fragmented so much, at least from the advocacy and public policy standpoint, we are at a disadvantage in terms of the power that our voices can project. Um, And also, a numerical disadvantage. And it's very hard to um, form a cohesive political movement when the nature of disability rights is so fragmented anyway. So I think that's the first reason. Uh, The second reason is the politicians can ignore us without too many people get mad. And that's because we're a relatively small group in the grand scheme of things. And even in my home state of Oregon, uh, where one in 20 registered voters has some sort of disability of some kind. That stat is as of 2016, so it may have gone up or down by now. Uh, I just don't have that number in front of me. Um, so even in this state where that, that ratio is higher than the national average, um, presumably, that it still doesn't get that much attention, even with, even with that type of ratio. Um, and you know, I think that is because we're small, and it's gonna be a slow process, and it's not particularly um, glamorous for the politician. It's not like gun control, which is gonna you know, 
bolster your base and make people mad at you and make you be in the spotlight. This is universally agreed upon and it's not going to do anything to bolster your reputation. So I don't think it gets brought to attention as much for those reasons because by their nature, politicians like to be in the spotlight. So therefore, they need they need big, hot-ticket issues, such as abortion, gun control, voters' rights, uh, women's rights, etc., etc. And sadly, um, disability rights while certainly in my opinion and in the opinion of everybody who deals with disability on an intimate and personal basis it's a big ticket issue because it has to do with big big issues like human dignity and access to physical places as well as access to getting an education and that sort of thing it doesn't really strike the politician as, if you'll pardon the expression, the sexiest issue that they're going to deal with. Um, and so, so therefore, it's much easier for the politician to bolster their career uh, and to get well noticed and to, and to kick the can down the road and to think, oh well, there's not many of those folks that, you know, even if they get mad, it'll be one, two protesters at a rally. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing. One or two, one or two protesters, and they won't really get mad. They'll just have some signs and they'll get over it and somebody else will do it. And that's the reason it doesn't get much attention is we keep kicking the can down the road because nobody wants to tackle this issue because it's hard work. That's why people like me exist um, from inside the movement that roll up our sleeves and say, okay, somebody's got to do this. Now, Now, how do we change that? How do we change the the prism? And and the, and the uh, truth is, we change that prism of view um, by explaining to them that disability can happen to anybody. It can happen to them. It can happen to the ones they love. It can happen to their children or friends. And once they understand that, once they um, have a personal connection to it, then I think it will become a much more personal issue for them. And I think that's where uh, education and, and making sure that people with disabilities are seen in public and seen to be real flesh and blood people that's part of the reason why I do this podcast. As a matter of fact, that is the reason. 
I do this podcast is so I can, um, not so that I can be known, but so that I can be seen and heard to do these things in public, to publicly explain uh, what what the reality is like, at least for me and from my perspective. And I think the more more things like this um, that occur, the better chance we have of changing the culture. And I think um, since we're only four days into the year of 2021, what a wonderful opportunity we all have um, to seize on the momentum of the, of the year that was 2020. Uh, because we we saw a lot of good grassroots advocacy work. So let's make a commitment to each other uh, and to the nation that will seize on that momentum, not just for people that were highlighted in 2020, although that is extremely important and there's much more time to have that conversation, but let's make a commitment to highlight those groups that didn't get highlighted and haven't been highlighted yet throughout our history. Um, Well, that is going to do it, folks. But, um, like I said, uh, this theme will pop up again in the future. Um, we'll also cover uh, some of the bigger political events as the year gets going. I wish you all well. Please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm my business email. That's jamesonbauman at gmail.com. That's J-A-Y-M-A-S-O-N-B-O-U-W-M-A-N at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you all very much for your support, and I hope you have a wonderful day. As always, it's my pleasure um, to come into your day. Thank you all very much. Bye-bye.